I do have something. Do you? Yeah. All right. You ready? Yes. In honor of uh, this weekend, the Super Bowl of our Lord, I would like to start us off with, I knew you were brutal when you walked in. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I, got I like it. That's good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> our, uh, our communist overlord, Taylor Swift. God bless her. She's playing in the Super Bowl this year, right? Pete, the She's Bowl, the quarterback, bro. Like, <laughs> Pete, the Super Bowl's not this weekend. Huh? Super Bowl's next weekend. weekend. <laughs> wait, like, did I say this weekend? Like, today? Yeah, it would have been today. Sorry. Sunday. Are you all right? The, the semantics of this weekend and next weekend is I, something that I fuck up on a regular basis. He's like, just, time is a construct, Jimmy. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Time is a are record a spinning <laughs> on its fucking axis, and we are the needle that decides what song plays at any given moment. And at any given moment, for me, it's uh, "Shake That Ass" by No, I'm sorry. It's a uh, it's Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. Is that a song? Yes, a song? You know I don't know any Taylor, Taylor Swift. Christmas song yeah, me neither. Just that one. It's literally about how she misses going to a Christmas tree farm and getting Christmas trees there. What a stupid it song. It is the stupidest. Speaking of stupid songs, Kelly, I'm glad you're here for this. I had a great... I had a great... We didn't even wait a second. Yet. We got a problem. Oh, I think I like the tone of your voice. I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of myself. This is Petey Pidge. I am Mike. J-Mac. Brutal Dudes. We have a special guest. Uh, the first time we've ever had him on the show. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hi, everybody. I'm. I'm. This isn't the first time you've had me on the show. The recording the, artist. The first time we've had you on as a recording artist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Sure. I'm Kelly at K E L L I T H U L on uh, social media, and I carry Mike on the uh, Bog Panda YouTube channel with the world's <laughs> shortest podcast, Hard No. And on numerous songs. Yes, true. And a Carrie Pagan. <laughs> and soon Rust Belt, probably. And soon the Rust Belt, yeah. <laughs> nice. You can you can carry our new band that I pitched to Mike this week. Did you get that tackle? I we did, wrote? yes. Are you in? Yes, of Okay. Course. Do you want to know what it is? Would you like to know yep. the project that you're going to be involved in? <laughs> Pete, you're welcome to this, too. Yeah, sure. Uh, I told Mike we should start a metal band that only covers songs that were in movies. But like not songs that like were in the movie, songs of like the themes of the movie. So like Deepest Bluest by LL Cool J from Deep Blue Sea. The greatest theme song of all time. Yeah. The Ghostbusters <laughs> Take that, theme. John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters theme. Um, the Animal House song from the movie at the end called Animal House. Uh, anything like that. John Williams might have given us the Imperial March the Jurassic Park theme song, all the Indiana Jones music. But you know what he didn't give us? He never once told us his hat is like a Sharks fan. He didn't. He never did. <laughs> LL does. But LL right. did that for us. But I was, but I, so I was listening to, I was actually, this is, this is, I think we were talking about this before, Mike. I was listening to Gwen Stefani lyrics. And honestly, I used to really, really, like, I never really, I never put a lot of thought into No Doubt. But I'm listening to her lyrics and I'm like, these lyrics suck. And I'm not just because we have a new hate group. By the way, we have a new hate group. It's called Gwenemies. <laughs> We're against Gwen Stefani because she's a succubus. In in addition to Jared Leto. Jared Leto still Yeah, no, he's he's still I I still I still stew the hatred of him in a crock pot in my belly all day, every day. But but I Gwen Stefani has now become the carrots in the stew. And then she has her own group, which is Gwenemy's, named by Pete, not by me. I, yep, thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Um, but so I wanted to do a metal band of covering these songs, and I just thought about it, and I'm like, man, her lyrics are terrible. Like if you like, like spiderwebs. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking into spiderwebs. Leave a message, and I'll call you back. A likely story, but leave a message, and I'll call you back. It's an answering machine. Why are you saying a likely story, especially if you're in the middle of getting out of a spider web? Why are you paying attention to what's happening on your answer machine? It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. 
don't speak. I know what you're thinking. So please stop explaining. Don't tell me because it hurts. Stupid. If you're speak, speaking him, through that whole thing. If, if you told him not to speak, why why is there still a conversation happening? Don't tell me because it hurts. Stupid. Doesn't make any sense. I would argue our guest tonight has written some of the greatest lyrics <laughs> of all time. So anybody who remembers Kelly was on this show before, but that was Kelly tool, the podcaster today. We have Kelly tool, the musician on, and I think this is new information for some people. Some people don't know your musical background. So just to, just to kind of throw out there first, your debut solo EP is nearly finished and that'll be coming out soon, but this isn't your first foray into music other than carrying pagan. This is not your first foray into music. I think we need to start all the way back at the beginning. So I think we need to talk about a boner and that's toad to boner and the bingo brothers. Yes. Indeed. And the bingo brother. that, I had to just use boner first though, for the dick joke. <laughs> of course you did. I'm sophisticated that way. <laughs> We're a class act show here. I'm a sophisticated man. Will you, but explain to people because there is, there's rumblings, there's rumors that you may be reissuing some of that material soon as well. So there's, there's a, a plethora of Kelly tool related music coming, but just so people understand your background and your pedigree, can you give kind of a brief summary of the, the toe to boner saga? Yeah. So, uh, toe to boner, um, evolved initially in that, uh, senior talent night at the high school um we decided to put a a band together uh for a song and uh took the traditional uh blues riff that da -da 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 type of thing and it consisted of a baritone saxophone a bass guitar a drummer and two vocalists uh and so we got together and wrote some lyrics um the song was called cement head boy and uh, we worked in a few shots at teachers in there, did a lot of good things there, and we just had some fun with it. Uh, I had done a lot of lyrics. Uh, I really lack, I um, have, I've, as I established on our podcast, I have my lack of sense of direction is only rivaled by my lack of rhythm. Uh, and so I really am musically challenged. And But uh, lyrics, I like, I like writing quite a bit. And I had done a lot. And um, a very talented musician uh, that was in our class uh, kind of liked Cement Head Boy. And he was just brilliant. He could play any, any instrument. Uh, he was Ukrainian. So I knew about Ukraine before Ukraine was cool, way back mm. in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I thought you musical were gonna say people, Ukrainians. I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, uh, gifted, gifted musician. Uh, but he said, I write all this stuff, but I don't, I don't do the word thing at all. And so we started to get together uh, and we, we lifted the name Toad the Butter and the Bingo Brothers from the, the high school band thing uh, and began to write together. And we put together, I don't know, probably 20 to 30 songs. Um, he and I would do the demos of them. Uh, and then, so we had Cement Head Boy, Geiger Counter Girl, um, kind of a song cycle on World War III, Beating the Dead Horse, um, I like beer and, and of course the big one, beer Lake. Uh, and, uh, so we, we wrote a bunch of songs and, uh, would record them. We've got, I had them sitting on tapes forever. <laughs> and, uh, recently I pulled them all off and sent them over Mike's way said, can you clean these up a little bit? He's doing a fantastic job. Uh, and so he has all the demos and the full band version where again, surrounded by incredibly gifted musicians, uh, I handle the singing duties because I knew the words, uh, not because I have any ability to sing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so we did a bunch of stuff there. And um, Geiger Counter Girl uh, made its debut on college radio on WESN, Illinois Wesleyan's radio. Uh, and uh, then that's the end of the toad until this uh, re-release. So you guys made the obviously terrible decision to focus on finishing college and getting careers instead of yeah. pursuing the band? Pretty much. Are you? Have you just regretted that ever since when you were flying on like loved... corporate jets and things like that, where you're like, I could be in a van right now with seven dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I got over it pretty good. <laughs> I could be opening for toad, the wet sprocket as toad to boner. Yeah. Oh toad my God. The, the double toad tour, the yeah. toad, the two toad tour, two toad tour, the two toad tour. Jesus Christ. Tour of two toads. <laughs> 
be a good concert t-shirt. It would be an awesome concert t-shirt. A tale of two toadies. <laughs> oh my god, and the toadies? Sprockets and boners with the toadies. With oh the toadies? Oh. You're a genius, dude. Triple toad. Triple toad tour. The triple toad tour. Yeah, just we need to make this happen. Three toes on it. Is the, are the people from Toad the Wet Sprocket still alive? I have no idea. Hey guys, listening from Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> if you're alive, call us. Call us. Let us know you're okay, guys. Boy, Can we book this dudes. as as a one night event? The triple toad, toadies, toad the wet sprocket, and toad the boner. The the headliner, obviously, toad cubed. <laughs> and um, the so, fucking logo could be the that fucking frog from The Simpsons. <laughs> three eyes, Pete. This is three eyed frog. I, I like yeah. where this is. This creative uh, meeting is going. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Kelly, you and I have worked together for a decade now, although we don't count good. Um, but it has been a decade now for sure that we, you and I have worked together. But the only song I had heard previous to you deciding to to reissue these was Beard Lake. And uh, no, I'm sorry. I heard Geiger Counter Girl as well, but there was a gap between those. So Beard Lake was the first one that you shared with me. What is going to be the first song that people get to hear from this project? Well, Beard Beer Lake, 100%. That, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that is the guy, uh, from the, uh, or are you talking about the new project? <laughs> no, no. From, from toe to boner first. Before to we bone, get yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's gotta be beer Lake. Um, uh, I, I think that's, that's our, our finest work. Um, and we can put, you know, I like beer as the B side to it. So, uh, beer cubed there. Or nice. beer squared there. I'm sorry. Beer squared. Can I get my dad's band to open for you? My his sure. Roy Canova and the Rock Commandos. Can they rename it for Toad so we can have a four Toad band night? <laughs> they could be Roy Canova and the Rock Command Toads. Pete again. Pete is a genius tonight. You're on all cylinders. Yeah, man. I I can't miss tonight. You go you go camping in Buffalo, and man, you come back and you're set. Well, it takes a couple of nights in the Adirondacks, and you're good. Yeah, man, had a nice brain reset. Nice mountain air, bonfire, a little bit of illicit substances, and. We're good. Now, Kelly, was there illicit sub? Allegedly, were there illicit substances <laughs> ever uh, in the Toe to Boner recording sessions? Um, just uh, we were a beer-based band <laughs> at that point. In time. <laughs> now, this before we get into your solo stuff, I mean, Toe to Boner is a different animal altogether. So, how would you describe right that? It is. It's. It is literally a different <laughs> animal. How would you describe the sound to people? Oh boy, I'd say I go bar band would be probably uh, probably the closest uh, with a little kind of light swing uh, uh, into. So I mean, so you've heard Beer Lake. Um, I would wouldn't describe that as country, uh, but um, it's got maybe a little flavoring that. But I'd say to say kind of a bar band, uh, not all the way in the south, but maybe the middle of the country. You know, so. Like a tennis, Tennessee, Upper Tennessee, Lower Illinois bar band. St. Louis, nice. yeah, St. Louis bar band. There you go, St. Louis bar band. It's very specific. Well, that's because he, he, there's he, some guy listening to this that was like, I know exactly what he means. <laughs> well, because he's up in Chicago mm -hmm. and he's saying down, and I'm like, in the middle of that is Kansas City, St. Louis, and I feel like there's a whole, there's a direct like. There's a type of music that comes from that area. I mean, it's obviously Kansas City is the home of the, the Tech Nine, Tech Nine, and the Negro Leagues Museum, and the Museum of Is it Jazz? Am I correct? That it's jazz. Is I don't know. Jazz. I think it's jazz. <laughs> blues. There's a lot of blues in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I. Well, St. Louis. I'm talking about Kansas City. Oh, I think Kansas. I think right next to the Negro Leagues Museum is the Museum of Jazz. I've jazz never been or, there. No, maybe it's not jazz. What was Louis Armstrong considered? Jazz. Yeah, jazz. That yeah. is jazz. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Solid. Yeah. There you go. You jazz. <laughs> so so that gives people kind of kind of catches people up to where we are now. So now you're working on a solo EP. To me, and I, I don't I want you to explain in your own terms, but to me, it's a completely different thing. Complete coming from a completely different mindset. Is it, you know coming at it from a solo artist perspective that's different is the time that's changed it what 
what made the change in the sound? Because to me, it's fascinating listening to Toe to Boner, listening to your solo stuff. They're both excellent, but coming from two totally different places, it seems to me. Yeah, so it's a lot more, you know, ambient loop kind of kind of stuff um, uh, that I'm I'm doing now. Uh, part of that is that again, not you know, if I could pick up a guitar or a piano and just kind of crack out different uh, different things, it would probably probably take a different form. But because I do basically all the compositions electronically, now that kind of steers me steers me into kind of a, a certain path. But I've always been. Uh, a, a music music fan the ambient kind of stuff you take eno uh, and and that so that's been uh been pretty cool and so like when eno put out uh ipad apps like bloom and trope which were kind of you can generative generative music uh that uh that became kind of an interesting thing to do uh i really enjoyed a lot of the ambient stuff that that you've you've produced mike uh and uh i kind of said yeah i want to kind of get a little bit uh in that vein but try and and, you know, the great thing on, on using uh, things like Music Maker and stuff like that from Magix uh, is you can kind of pull, hey, I want some some blues loops and I want some techno loops. And I think those play together really, really well. Like a Cars Devo vibe? Or are we talking like, are we talking more electronic? Uh, Non-pretentious craft work. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I totally know what that is. That's I don't know why they hit me so that's hard like no, that. That is that is dead on too. When you hear it, <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. I'm like, because I keep thinking, I'm like, I remember like the cars were very sonically were very electronic, but they also had they had they had a basis in like yeah guitars and 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 blues and stuff. And so and Devo had just that weirdness, but like they had they had instruments and stuff too. And I feel like that's what you're describing is you do the ambient stuff. But you put you put the other sounds into it, but no, that craft work not pretentious is very that's wonderful. <laughs> that is very that should awesome. actually be craft work, but they're not because they're pretentious. So <laughs> they are. So they should be you. Like imagine if you wanted to have a beer with craft work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. Oh man, you should call the album "Craft Work Brewery." <laughs> craft uh, craft work at a kager. <laughs> so is there a title for the ep or anything you can reveal right now um so i had i had uh uh so some of the uh uh and we've talked about it in the past when we've talked about alice and some stuff like that every once in a while you hear this song or you see the song and you, you see the song title and you go man this is gonna be a great song uh, and then it doesn't really deliver. Well, as i kind of do the lyrics every once in a while i come up and say hey i think that's a good title but then i really can't deliver much on the lyric side so i have a bunch of them strewn about uh that and so I'm, i've been kind of plumbing those depths for a while and i think reality and italics is probably the leader uh right now can i can uh, i throw a suggestion it? in is that okay pardon can i throw a suggestion in? oh absolutely oh this is a good one i was thinking about this all day again another thing i was thinking about all day um call of kelthulu <laughs> that is good because it incorporates your name too <laughs> and just imagine the album artwork can be cthulhu but with your face i mean uh, it writes itself <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't know if the packaging is going to be well served with my face <laughs> well you know what you could even be like you could go like totally because i know that i know that you and i share this about that era you could make it very spacey right and you could be fighting like you could be a space warrior like kevin no, i'm just kidding kevin kevin spacey oh spacey. jesus fucking ah, Christ, I, got dude. I got you now i didn't I get like, that either i'm like who's like, kevin kevin from home alone because we were talking about home alone last <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna drop out guys you have a great interview <laughs> <laughs> no but like if like you could be fighting cthulhu with In like space. a sword and like a like almost like a space outfit, like Flash Gordon style, and that would I think that would that would bring the aesthetic that you need. I, it's up to you. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's all. That's almost like a, a concept album in and of itself. It, it could be. Uh, listen, if if you don't use it for this album, I really want you to do a concept album <laughs> for the next. 
for the next one, that's Call of Cthulhu because I think that that's the greatest thing that I've ever said to you. And we've known you, we haven't known each other super super long, but I feel like that's one of the best things I've ever given you. So that's, that's pretty. That's solid. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a lot better than well, well, well said Kel, which was another candidate. So, um, yeah. Well, that that may be lined up for the the concept, but that that now you're making me work. <laughs> you know, get it? You got to have a good storyline there. Uh, also, to... could you write a song about the story that you told us about you going to the prom with the girl named Kelly? Yeah, I could. Because you could call it guys and girls named Kelly. Open up those old wounds. Sure, yeah, I could. Do yes. That. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's what they're for, man. <laughs> I let my wounds fester. That's why I'm fighting Jared Leto as long as I have him fighting him. You can't give yeah, up a good fight. You know, art is pain. <laughs> yeah. It's an audio podcast, so folks, folks won't appreciate it. But for Jimmy, I mean, I, I did this because the other possible title uh, title for the album was going to be A Meadow of Leto, uh, which is my backdrop for today. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is I Leto, isn't it? I love that. Holy A Meadow shit. of Leto. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what's behind you, too. So good. <laughs> he, is a, he is amassing an army, and we need to stop it. We do. Him and Gwenemies. Well, it's just a douchebag army, so, I mean, it's not going to be that hard to stop. <laughs> you say that, Pete, but that's what they said about the zombies, and then look what happened. The world gets taken over apocalypse style. <laughs> over and over again. They said that about the Empire, and look what happened. They took well, I don't think the Empire time. were douchebags. I think the Empire were fucking cold they, as ice. But they started as douchebags, right? Kelly, back me up on this. They started as douchebags. I mean, Anakin was a little whiny, but you know, dude, the Emperor was a whiny politician. <laughs> oh, save me! I'm getting attacked by the, the Trade Federation. <sighs> Come save me, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> save me, Jar Jar. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar was a Sith, dude. I'm telling you, hundred percent. No, but that's what happens. And then and then the Empire, and then he goes on to just take control, and then before you know it, he's got Yoda powers, and he kills Sam Jackson. Like, come on, dude. This took a turn. Allegedly. What's no that? one dies in Star Wars anymore, so Mace, yeah, he may be back. I don't know. I don't know, because what are you going to do with Carl Weathers' character? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. All I know is Qui-Gon Jinn is pissed off because, you know, he took he took a lightsaber to the belly and dropped like a little bitch. And uh, everybody else in the th- in the future, he can be pretty much cut in half and come yeah, back. Yeah, I was gonna say Darth Maul got cut in half, and he just found spider legs, electronic spider legs, and a witch cult, and he was good. Why God couldn't find some kind of cult for the Jedi to fix that little hole? Damn, I want spider legs. I don't want spider legs. Spider <laughs> legs and a witch cult is a good title. Too many legs. That's a good name for a band. Too many legs. <laughs> Now opening too many legs. <laughs> Spider legs in a witch cult sounds like an eighties fucking synth pop band. Oh yeah, yeah, something weird like a proggy stoner thing. Yep. Seventeen minute long songs. Keanu Reeves' first band before Dogstar. <laughs> How'd you guys land on Dogstar? It was almost Spider legs in a witch cult. Ooh, <laughs> smoking a lot of pot with Patrick Swayze on the Point Break set, and I just decided Dogstar instead of. Uh, <laughs> Lori Petty Swayze said, just kept going. What the fuck is your band called? Lori, Lori Petty kept saying Spider Legs and a Witch Cult. Spider Legs and a Witch Cult. Spider Legs and a Witch Cult. We were like, shut up, Lori Petty. You're annoying. And then Patrick Swayze was like, man, she's such a dog star. Man, <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, <It's bad>. man. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you're a human DVD commentary track. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that, but that's the most fucking accurate thing I've ever heard <laughs> someone say about J-Mac in a long time. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I totally derailed me. I had a question ready and everything. Um, so for the people listening to this, um, I don't know if you have any time frame in mind yet for the release of the EP or maybe the first single, but what can people expect from the EP? Do you have any sort of number of songs that you think you've landed on or packaging wise? Are we going to get physical, digital? What are we looking at? You doing vinyl? Uh, so I don't think I'm going to be doing uh, doing vinyl on, on the first go around here, but I'm kind of thinking as an EP and I'm, you know, I'm in that scary territory where I'm 
I'm having Mike be my Sherpa on this a little bit, provide mm-hmm. guidance since this is his world uh, a lot, but I'm leaning towards probably about five songs, uh, four of which uh, I have um, uh, composed already. And I'm just uh, needing to do a couple things to make sure that I've got all the loops squared away when it comes to copyright and, and commercial use and all that good stuff uh, and uh, get that squared away. And then, um, I commissioned a song, uh, through, through Fiverr, um, uh, called be better, which, uh, was, uh, for Mike, uh, and it was encouraging him to be better. And, uh, <laughs> uh, this, this young lady put it together. And, uh, I, I think that that's going to probably, that should, that should be on there as well. It's either that or do a little tease and put beer lake on it. Uh, because, I really love Beer Lake. <laughs> so Beer Lake is a great song. Do you do you have a lead? So I mean, obviously for the Toe to Boner stuff, Beer Lake is uh, assuming going to be the lead single. Do you have an idea what the first single is going to end up being from the solo EP? Well, so you you've heard all of them um, so far, uh, but I I am super happy with Bog uh, and uh, that because uh, the, the ones we got Bog, uh, Colo, Radar. I guess right now. And then Meadow of Leto I'm working on. That's the working title, Jimmy. It'll probably change before I'm done. <laughs> I, I I like it how it is. Um, you know, wor- working titles are a weird thing sometimes. Like we had a song um, with Rust Belt that for a while was called Bitch Be Cool. <laughs> it facts were. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise <laughs> you at all? And he, he handed me the lyrics and Nowhere in there does it say "bitch be cool." He's like, "It." That's the summary of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah that that wasn't the final song, but it is funny how you know working titles of songs kind of pop up and change. And there's a there's a there's a DVD that they released every time I die, where they were working on one of their albums, and they actually have a board, and it's the tentative names of all the songs. And some of them are absolutely ridiculous, but it's that's how they know the riff mm. because that's what they were talking about when that riff came up, or that's what yeah. they decided. And so it'll be like Death Star, and that'll be if they were watching Star Wars and the riff came out, that'll be the Death Star riff. Nick Hexum from Three Eleven also says that he names the riffs after what he's doing or what he's listening to um, at the time, and he records himself on his phone on the riffs when he's out. So like when he thinks of a riff for a song. He plays it into his phone message so that he has it on his voicemail and he can just check his voicemail, which I think is totally irresponsible because what if someone hacks your voicemail? Yeah. They literally have all your new songs. Yeah. But he totally, he do, he's he been doing that since he was, since, since he, I guess he was off Coke or heroin, whatever he was on. Mm. And then he just started becoming like, just making music all the time. Well, that, so that so, brings up kind of an interesting thing too about kind of people's Coke. process and Coke. Coke is always, <laughs> Coke is always interesting to me. Um, as a man drinking a can of whiskey. Um, so that brings up an interesting thing kind of about artist process. Cause like we mentioned art, Kelly and I's mutual friend Vex um, and his, his process to me is crazy. It's amazing. I love it, but it's kind of crazy to me. Like I'll send him like when we're doing Rust Belt stuff, I'll send him music. He goes to the gym and like listens to it while he's running on the treadmill. And when he's done, he has all the lyrics, really the melody, the lyrics are like the song is done. And he just records it as like a voice memo on his phone and sends it to me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's just done in that run. I was like, I could never be active and create this. <laughs> That's the opposite of how I work. When I was on the, when I used to be like <laughs> on the treadmill, I would uh, watch old Ric Flair mm. documentaries and like, like stuff like that. And that's, I don't know that it's gotten me anywhere in life. <laughs> because I'm still not in shape, and, but I I have a mean. You're like I know a lot about Ric Flair. Though. I have a mean knowledge <laughs> of the four horsemen. <laughs> so Kelly, what what was your creative process like on these songs? So on the on the the new batch, it 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 started with just tinkering tinkering with Music Maker and uh, different packages out there that uh, can you can start to assemble. So very organic in terms of that, where I find a particular. Uh, a guitar riff or or bassline or, or drum combination, and then start to particularly look for counterpoints on it uh, to to go forward. So, but it becomes becomes a lot of uh, 
experimentation and throwing away a lot of stuff that that doesn't doesn't work. Uh, Meadow of Meadow of Leto, uh, has I've been I was actually working on that today, and um, uh, got probably a third of the way through it and realized I was going down a horrible path and, <laughs> and kind of backtracked off, off of all of it. So it's a really, really kind of organic thing to where it just comes to a point when all of a sudden I get a couple things together and I go, um, wow, I really like that. <laughs> and then that's bog, uh, which I say, I hope that's uh, the one we can kind of include on the show. That was, uh, that's kind of how I ended up on that as I had put some things together. So it's got a definite kind of swampy, uh, bluesy kind of thing going on for most of it. And then in the middle of it, I go, yeah, here's where you throw some techno in just to kind of break it and go across. And it just blended really, really well. So it's a, it's a really kind of, kind of organic process for me. Lyrically, it just, um, it's just when the idea comes up, um, uh, I get the core idea like the beer lake, uh, was, wow, you know, drink a lot of beer. If you poured all that beer in one place, it'd be like, really big like a lake and so i should write a song about that <laughs> so. that is deep that's a solid <laughs> process it's a deep that's lake how I, that's how i do my poetry you pour beer no <laughs> i i think i something will something this thing will happen like i'll have like one of the songs i one one of them i wrote was called monsters mash because i was watching an old episode of captain and the game master Ooh. and the song monster mash came on and i was like oh if somebody did like a dark version of this song, like like where it got real dark, and then it, it, I talked about the black picnic. I'll if I if I remember, I'll bring it with me and I'll read it on the air because it's I'm pretty proud of it. It's pretty good, but uh, it was inspired by an old episode of Captain and the Game Master where I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, Monster Smash, that'd be pretty. That's like a dark idea. Like in the forest, a bunch of fucking demons having a having a picnic. You know, but I get it. I get what you're talking about. It's not as you know. That's I, I'm I'm not you know I'm not saying that I have deep deep seated thoughts and shit like that. But like you know that's how organically I come to stuff. Like I've been watching the real Ghostbusters and I had an idea for a really good short story based on one of the episodes and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. No, no, my my river doesn't run very deep <laughs> in terms of, of, <laughs> of thought. Uh, so nope. So for example, Jimmy, and so I hope since you're a lyric guy and you, and poetry guy and you like that stuff, I'll give you a little chunk of to to, to let you know that deep insight that goes into a song like Beer Lake. Uh, a little couplet uh, in the middle of it is watching drunken fish bump around into debris, malt liquor breakers crash clear up to my knee. So I like there it. You go. I like That's it. dope. It's kind of beautiful. That, it is. That's fucking it kind of is. It's very, it's very Kansas. It's very Missouri beautiful. Because that's where we're saying this is coming from. It's got that nice. Missouri bar band feel to it's it. Missouri bar band. Yeah. It's got a rub barbecue feel to it. That same guy was like, I know exactly what they're talking about. When Kelly read that lyric, he was just like, that's, I pictured it in my head. <laughs> Someone's going to be listening to this podcast. They're going to hear that. They're gonna go, Hell yeah, brother. Like That's what they're going to do. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Let's go to Bush Stadium. I guess I like poetry now. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, man. <laughs> beautiful, man. Yeah, so may- maybe Dry track. Rub ought to be the album name. <laughs> Ooh, Dry <laughs> Rub. Wait, I didn't catch that. I didn't hear it. Say it again. Dry Rub. That should oh. be the album name. Oh. I don't know, man. I'm not a I fan know. of the Dry Rub Barbecue. That's where that comes from. When I went to Kansas City, I was not a fan. Oh, I am. When I went camping, a friend of mine made ribs, and it was unfucking real. I like I like me some Kansas City baby back sauce. Not Kansas City, St. Louis baby back sauce. That's I'm a friction sauce. guy. <laughs> <laughs> We've established that on the show. So you're into the rub, <laughs> I guess. That's like yeah, the core theme of Mike's. <laughs> you want to make sure everybody's aware he's a friction guy. Kelly, while I have you here, they're completely unrelated to anyone. Anything musically, I have a question I had to ask you that I've been waiting to ask you for a while because I watched it again and I know that you're an avid Star Wars fan. Correct. I watched Solo the movie. It was on TNT and I watched it the whole way through. On TNT? And yeah, well, it's it was on demand, but it was ah. still on TNT. So they put they insert commercials in, but it's not as many as it normally would be. What are your thoughts on that movie and why do I think that it's not that bad? I I think because you think for yourself and you don't go with the crowd because 
it's not the greatest Star Wars movie at all by no, any stretch no, no. imagination, but I I found it very serviceable, very solid. It didn't have some standout moments like uh, like in some of the other movies, but I I saw it and I enjoyed it. And then you know all the you know the cottage industry of people being critical on YouTube come out just ripping the movie, and uh, I think it's it is better than at least uh uh well it's definitely better than last jedi uh and uh it's better pretty much than most of the disney star wars sequels i think you know in terms of it i think it stands up against you know force awakens is probably a little bit better but my opinion but uh but i I didn't think solo is bad at all i because i watched it and i'm like this movie's i was like oh man this movie sucks and then i watched it again and i'm like i don't think this movie sucks there's parts in it where like where like they say straight to hell was one of the things that irked me about the movie because there's never really established that heaven and hell are a thing in the Star Wars universe. So when he says that, I kind of felt like it was out of character. And there's another time where he curses where he says a, a real curse word that's not Star Wars based because like there's there are Star Wars curse words like bantha fodder and 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 nerf herder and shit like that. But it didn't bother me that much because I was like, I this story is not the only thing I wish is that they would have spread it out longer. If they would have made it three movies, I think it would have worked better because they could have added more because I felt like Woody Harrelson was amazing in the movie. His character was great. I felt like um and I'm not gonna remember the dude's name, but the guy that played Vision in Avengers. Paul Bettany, is that his name? Yep, there you yes. go. Yes, right. Yep. He was great. I felt like the girl that played Han Solo's first love interest was great. I didn't like the kid at first that played Han Solo for like the first maybe 20 minutes of the movie. Then right as he meets Chewbacca was when I started to like, okay, he's doing it. He's he's doing it. And by the end, I was like, this dude literally found Han Solo in himself at the end of this movie. Because the end, you're just like, wow, that he's him. And Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm like... I don't hate any part of this at all. Yes, there's a lot of fan service. Yes, there's a lot of stuff that they just shoved in there because it was the Han Solo movie. But like, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was as bad as it got panned as being. I didn't see it. It's not bad. It's- how does it? How does it compare to? All right. So obviously, I'll do my top three Star Wars movies: no, no. Man and Menace, Christmas Holiday Special. And Ewoks Battle for Endor. I knew you were going to say the top, three the top three. Star Wars never movies. said this to me. We've never had this conversation. And <laughs> I knew those were the three no, that were. That's the, what I didn't know the order, but I yeah. knew that those three. It's were usually be. it's holiday special, then then Phantom Menace, then Battle. For I would Endor. put if if we're ranking Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. ultimately, I would put probably my real list. By the way, pisses people off just as much because, in my opinion, joking aside, best Star Wars movies Rogue One. Yeah, see, my sister says the same thing. Yeah. She, Rogue One is I, fantastic. That's a solid. That's a solid one. That's I'm, my favorite. I'm only going to say Empire Strikes Back because that's my favorite Star Wars ever. Mm. That's one of my favorite movies, like top five movies, just because it ends so bleakly and it starts so bleakly. Like the beginning of the movie is Luke stuck in the in that fucking ice thing, and the rest of the movie, like nothing goes right for him the entire movie, and it's like. In a lot of those fantasy movies that I had seen at that time as a kid, and I'm sure this goes to like seeing the movies and the, as a there wasn't like a negative. It was like hero does good, hero faces adversity, hero wins. You don't lose. Like the guy got his hand cut off, finds out his dad is the most ruthless dictator in the history, like the most ruthless person in the history of the universe. Uh, all his friends. It was one friend gets frozen in carbonite. His sister, who he doesn't really know is his sister yet, is trapped with the his droid that he that that's his best friend exploded. Uh, R two gets fried. See, Boba this Fett, is it's like everything. If that's where you're, if that's where you're going though, this is where I put holiday special above it because holiday special destroyed millions of people. But Empire would be first. Rogue One would probably be second. I have a soft spot in my heart for. Ewoks Battle for Endor? No, for The Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. Because I was like a kid at that age that wasn't didn't need a stuffed Ewok, but 
but appreciated what the Ewoks were because they were for us. They were put in there to sell toys and to make it feasible that this happened. And I've always I assumed it was a weird fetish thing. Some for some <laughs> people it probably is. The other thing I really love about Return of the Jedi is that setting of the trees, that speeder fight where they're where that they, is cool. Yeah. That is that the the visuals of that to this day are like my favorite. That and the Hoth fight scene are the two my two favorite movie visuals up there with like the shower scene in Psycho, or the scene where the dude falls down the stairs and gets stabbed in the face in Psycho. Those like the aesthetic, the visual aesthetic of those is just is beautiful. Not the shower scene from the Psycho remake. No, not when Vince Vaughn literally word for word just remade Psycho with color. Yeah, and Anne Hache. I just appreciate that you know the Ewoks you know, took great strides in normalizing cannibalism, which I thought was good. Yes. Uh, and yes. uh, Somebody the, had to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I don't know if it's cannibalism if you eat a different species. Um, no, it's definitely not. Ah, okay. see, well, then, I've then, had that. Then they're, they're just, they're uh, carnivores. Okay. So they are great. carnivores. Yeah, Apex but, predators. I mean, like, what if I eat somebody who's a different nationality? It's not the same. They're we humans. eat a Canadian. They're humans. Are they? Yeah. If you eat a cheetah, their heads split in half when they talk. I've seen South Park. <laughs> if you eat a cheetah, that would be the same as I'm if you walk into a human. So, say if a bear eats you, that's not cannibalism. Like, I'm just, pretty sure. I'm you honest, just I'm pretty sure Chewbacca has eaten some human meat at, at some time. Sure. Oh yeah, 100%. he's been in some dark places in those hundreds of thousands of years that he's been alive. I can almost guarantee you that he's eaten an Imperial stormtrooper's leg that got fried in one of those one of those things. And they're clones, so really they're not even real human meat; they're just clone meat. Well, well now we're getting know? into a whole other philosophical debate. If can you, if if you cloned a human, clone dies in the woods, and we ate it. <laughs> like, are we cannibals if we eat somebody who is a clone? Oh, if here's a question: If you eat if a clone, like, of crack yourself, open, right? If you fry them up, if you <laughs> eat a clone of yourself, is that considered cannibalism? Because you're just eating yourself. It's auto cannibalism. That's it's a technical super term. Super high level masturbation. <laughs> but back to the Star Wars. Uh so, so, and then after that, it would be the third of the of the prequel trilogy because I really like how they ended that trilogy. Like they they saw that it was going off the rails. Was it? Yeah, dude. The, the only <laughs> thing that really saved the second movie, Attack, was the set. I'm going to argue the second one is the worst of them because of the weird age jump for Anakin. That was weird. Because even when I was watching the first movie, I was like, wow, they have to fuck. But the saving... That's going to be weird. The saving <laughs> thing for, for me with that was Yoda fighting Christopher Lee as Dooku. Mm -hmm. Because that saved the entire movie for me, was seeing Yoda just be badass and flip out. And then instead of like making that a one-off, like, oh, we did that to save the movie, in the third movie... Yoda retains all of those crazy Jedi skills that he can no longer utilize later on because he's so old. Mm. Um, and then after that, pretty much they're all about even Force Awakens is there, but I would put Solo up there above the junky ones, the crappy ones, because I just really like that they, I, I also like that they follow the story that's in the original books because they it's very similar to the book story how those things evolve. And if you've never read the Han Solo trilogy, there's a trilogy of books that of of his his origin that are not considered canon anymore. They are what's it called? Legends. Well, yeah. I think now it's legends books. They call They're legends. phenomenal. Phenomenally well written, but it like it goes really deep into the Lando, Lando and his relationship, how he made the castle run. It's deeper than what happened on the thing. Um how he met Chewbacca it goes into all of that and it's, but it's still similar. It's very similar to what they did in the movie. And I thought Ron Howard did a really good job. I just feel like at a certain point they were like, this is a throwaway movie. This isn't going to be anything. We're just making it. And he's, and I still felt like, do you think part of that is that Ron Howard's kind of always lived in the shadow of Clint Howard? Yes, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that he's always felt that Clint Howard has always strong armed him into being in all of his movies. Yeah. Because he knows that Ron can't make a movie by himself. Yeah. Like he, Clint Howard was making Apollo 13. It was Apollo like, 13, 100%. Stop fucking begging. You can direct the movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Like he's like, I'm in it, dude. I'll yeah. them. They'll they'll get you. I'll talk to the producers, calm down, and I'll go and I'll just be like, listen, I have this loser brother. <laughs> can't get a fucking job. Let's just <laughs> bro, remember, phone. You remember Opie? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you remember what? Richie from Happy Days? That motherfucker wants to direct. They're like, what did you just say? Clint Howard from Silent Night, Deadly Night 4? <laughs> Clint. <laughs> I think it's because he looked like Yoda. I think Clint Howard looks a lot like Yoda. So that's yeah, right. Clint, Clint Howard from Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, my God. But not not to get too far off topic, because uh, we know you're, you're a busy man and we don't want to keep you too long, sir. Um, what. Can people Still waiting expect... on my chicken, by the way. <laughs> I have no idea. You've completely... De- I gave him a writer, uh, <laughs> PJ. I gave him a writer uh, and uh, ignored all of it. Uh, I had wanted a certain level of lighting in the room. There's, I turned all the other lights on. Look. Jesus no. fucking Christ, Mike. What are we doing here? Yeah, good. The other and, lights and are a on. Simple, a simple request to have the $20 Kentucky Fried Chicken fill-up original recipe delivered a half hour before the show Never like i don't think i can him? do this anymore did you call him pj i'm, I'm just glad you're here because these they're they're just not they're not with it wait Very did you call him pj he did and i'm not mad about it i love that i'm gonna start calling pete pj like uh that's the guy from uh Kelly, that's awesome that's you just made a huge contribution to brutal dudes <laughs> You kind of carry everything. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I've had to in a survival strategy in working with Mike. So <laughs> I, I was going to ask, uh, can, how can people expect to get their hands on this when it's released? Uh, are you going to have physical copies? This going to be digital only. And this goes for Toad to Boner reissue stuff as well as your solo EP. Well, so I, I, I think uh as, as much uh, as much as i would like to think uh demand will be strong uh i i don't want to overstock <laughs> inventory of a physical media uh so it's definitely streaming forward uh in terms of that's that's the primary distribution although i just i if i'm doing this i just i'd like to have some physical physical copies so uh we would probably do this some some cds as as well um i would love to do vinyl but i'm going to have to kind of look at the uh the price point on that. I think if there's vinyl, it's going to be a remarkably limited run. So like you guys got connections. I know. In that world, the vinyl. So. <laughs> but beer, I mean, uh, told to boner definitely belongs on a CD. That's just kind of the era. So let me do that. But streaming mostly, I think. Very nice. Very nice. Now are you going to offer like uh, eight tracks and cassette tapes and all the kind of shit that I like? No, <laughs> mostly just because you like it. You know, <laughs> like, screw my. We will do nice. our diligence to get the other Toad bands to be on board for the <laughs> right. release party. You guys work that angle. <laughs> we'll even get people to dress as the Battle Toads to just walk around the crowd. Holy shit! <laughs> Wait, what's the name of that band that did the Battle Toads album? They could play too. That's right. Yeah. So many Toads. A night of Toads. <laughs> Total on five. <laughs> total annihilation. Too many totals. Oh, God damn, it. he's good tonight. That's it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's the one. Absolutely. Um. So to that end, uh, do you think you'll be doing any live shows behind any of this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so i'm gonna can do the harry nelson the kind of thing like, can we stream a show on brutal dudes yeah although if i get uh so i have been working mike mike has seen some early prototype work uh mentioned earlier the brian eno apps uh that'll let you do some generative music uh and so i've i've taken an old acoustic guitar and i've begun kind of restructuring it to house a an ipad and an, an iphone so that i can play a theremin on the neck and the iPad kind of across the, the base and then run the speakers through the, the hollow shell. Um, and, uh, that, that could be, uh, a brutal dudes exclusive live performance. So I think that that's a possibility. I'm down with that. Very nice. Amazing. You heard it here, folks. We're getting a, a Kelly tool live show on brutal dudes. Total annihilation. <laughs> the total annihilation festival has to happen. <laughs> 
We have to come up with a toad name for our cover band. Yeah. Because we'll do it. Yeah, we do. All right, sir. Well, before we let you go, um, any kind of dates or anything in mind yet or any sort of a time frame? Um, so I, I hope to kind of get the rest of the, like I said, I want to make sure I'm square on, on certain, uh, certain of the loops that I've utilized and what I've got together so far. Um, and, uh, I, I need to find a way he's a, he's a, a non-connected, um, on social media guy, the guy that I co-wrote all the toad to boner stuff with the talented Ukrainian musician, uh, has a, a, about a zero electronic footprint. And so he's a, he's a hard guy to reach. And so I'm going to, I want to kind of square away with him to, before our stuff starts coming out to say, Hey, by the way, I'm putting the stuff. You cool with that? And, uh, um, uh, make sure we stay kind of square on that. But I'd say for the, the solo stuff, um, we're, uh, I'd hope, I hope in it by April it's out. Very nice. So you guys got all these exclusives right here. Brutal dudes. Greatest podcast. It's amazing. It is. It is. We're really good too. We're very good at this. <laughs> I say with all the humility I can muster. Yeah. Can't follow a writer for shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>